Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet. We talk about things like um, Game of Thrones, The Last Kingdom, Star Wars, Netflix, Amazon, fantasy, sci-fi, books, TV, movies, all these kind of things. I am Dan Selke, the editor of WinnersComing.net, and who am I here with in the upper right-hand corner? I, I can't see. I think you're talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Johnson again, entertainment editor over at fansided.com. And then we have a special and, guest. Yeah, uh, Corey Smith. I'm also a contributor over at uh, WIC. So. You are a valued contributor. Maybe the most valued contributor. We wanted so to have like you on. <laughs> I'll keep saying it. And we wanted to have you <laughs> on, Corey, because um, you are kind of WIC's resident Last Kingdom expert. The Last Kingdom show on Netflix about the uh, kind of Viking invasion of England in what the ninth, eighth, seventh century, somewhere around there. Uh, ninth century, yeah, century, cool. And really popular show, really passionate show. And we don't really, I, I, I am, I started to watch it. I am watching it now, but because you're so invested in it, I just wanted to get your thoughts. Now that like a week has passed since the fourth season dropped, um, did this live up to the other seasons of the show that you've watched? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think overall, probably season three still is might be my favorite. Um, sure. But it was by no means a, a bad season. It was a great season. Um, it was a lot of fun. I blew through it in about, I think, about three days, uh, which is kind of an, a big accomplishment for me with two small <laughs> kids in the house. <laughs> that's uh, true. That's 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 impressive. Yeah. yeah so it, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. It, it definitely had a, I think it had a little bit of a different feel than some of the past seasons. Um, but I, I quite enjoyed it and it, and um, looking forward to hopefully getting a season five announcement pretty soon. How was it different from the past seasons? Do you think? Um, As th- Michael says, it's good. Yeah, I, I just I kind of felt like the first. Um, maybe three, three or four episodes kind of have a, a little bit more of a frenetic pace, uh, than some of the seasons past. Um, you know, the show in the past does a really good job of cramming a lot into the episodes without feeling like you're, you know, you're rushing through things. Uh, because each season covers two of, uh, Bernard Cornwell's, uh, Saxon storybooks, um, so if you think about two season, two books going into one season of television, that's generally going to be a lot of stuff going on. And usually it doesn't feel necessarily like a kind of fast pace, but it, this, the first part of this season kind of felt that way for me. And maybe it was just, like I said, I burned through it so quickly. So maybe it was just <laughs> how fast I, I watched it. Um, but I, I do feel like there's a, there's a big battle in episode four or five. Um, and, and after that, I felt like it kind of slowed down and we kind of got back to the, to the pace that some of the other seasons had. So very cool. Yeah. I hear nothing but good things about it. Mia, are you interested in this at all? I know that you haven't watched it yet and neither have I. It's, it sounds pretty interesting. You know what? Kind of, um, the, I don't know. There's been some things where like now the historical battles and stuff, you know, I know it's not like it's history and then it's not history has been kind of interesting to me, kind of like with that Assassin's Creed game, like it's supposed to take mm-hmm. back uh, in like Viking times. So, <laughs> you know, that stuff is like oddly starting to sound like kind of interesting to me. Maybe it's this, you know, the podcast or these shows that are getting to me. <laughs> I'm going to guess that the last game is a lot more historically accurate than his Assassin's Creed. I'm going to guess. I'm not sure. Maybe. <laughs> a little bit. 
we we can check on that. We had to do some research. <laughs> Mr. Corey, like any big points stand out for you? Like a lot, uh, like I'm impressed that it's, that it's like two books. Cause like usually a lot of these shows, yeah. they're like, we're just going to do like half a book or we're going to stretch right. it out. And, yeah, um, and I mean, Cornwell's novels, to be fair, are not, you know, they're not massive. Stops. Yeah, they're not massive tomes. So, you know, it, it, they're not like the same size as a, you know, a Song of Ice and Fire or Wheel of Time or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, yeah, it is impressive that they can put two books into one season of a television show, regardless of how small they are. But, um, you know, the, early on in the season, Uhtred finally goes back, and this is, a, you know, we're going into heavy spoiler territory, so oh, turn yeah. back now. Um, he finally returns to his ancestral Maybe home. Don't that was, do, I will say, we have some commenters who are saying, I'm going to watch it. Um, it's good, oh, good, but not all of them. So, I was doing the best. Uh, we'll keep away from the major spoilers, but. Debbie loved the few episodes that I've seen the last game season. We'll definitely <laughs> go back to it. Okay. Yeah, and. Well, Uhtred finally returns to his, his homeland and tries to take back his his home, and things don't necessarily go as he planned. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a fun first, you know, kind of couple of, I think it's the first three episodes of the season. Yeah, it's early. Um, yeah, so it's it's a good it, it's a good opening, and then you know, and then they start focusing really on a lot of the relationships that. Uh, some of the characters have and some of the new, you know, this is a season where a lot of the kind of established characters left in season three and things are heading in a, a lot of new directions in season four. So there's a lot of new stuff going on, not a lot of new characters mm-hmm. being introduced, a lot of new relationships being formed. Um, and then even older relationships that are evolving, um, just because of the, the different political structure that they've got going on this season. I will say this. I know like a lot of characters died. I'm not going to name them. Yeah. But <laughs> I was like, well, can we talk about are, the, the deaths or <laughs> are you the kind of viewer who like gets emotionally involved when that happens? Like when <laughs> insert name here dies, are you like a, no, you know, in stride. I don't imagine you are. I would guess you're a little more laid back about it. I'm a little more laid back about it. And also, you know, um, one of the things that if I'm nitpicking on, on Cornwell's novels and I love the books, um, and I love all, all he's got lots of different series going on. He's great. He's a fantastic writer. But if I have to nitpick one thing in his novels are that a lot of the main characters, um, in the Saxon stories kind of just, work out of the storyline and then we learn that they died later on Hmm. basically of old age or uh i think one of the guys said he got really fat and had some health problems and he died and so you know and these are major important characters uh to the storyline and to like utrid um and so the show those deaths are are right you know, on the screen. So that's nothing, nothing happens off screen. Nothing is, you know, uh, kind of a toss away mention, you know, every, you see all the deaths here. So, um, I, I do like that about the show. There was, there's one particular death. Um, and anybody who's watched the season, there's a, in the, in that battle I was referencing, there's, um, there's one particular death that happens so quickly 
and it's not necessarily a major character, but it is a character that's been in the C- series since season two. Um, it's someone I've spoken to for an interview um, for mm-hmm. Wick, and I mean, they just, they're there, and then their head is gone, and that's that. And so <laughs> it's kind of, you know, there's a couple of that where you're just like, uh, we could have given a little more, <laughs> you know, a little more to that person, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, it, it is you know, medieval battles. So they're not always going to have, you know, yeah. long drawn out duels. So really quick. Uh, Jen says, gosh, he's hot. I assume referring to Uthred of Bedenberg. I, I, I Uthred, Alexander Draymond is, is a very beautiful man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, from everything I hear, he's also a very nice man and a very great <laughs> actor. And his, all his castmates hate him for that. Uh, but, um, yeah, Uhtred, he, you know, he, it doesn't change that he carries, uh, a lot of the action. So it sounds, it's, yeah. it sounds like he does. Yeah. Yeah. Did he develop in a way that you were uh, pleased with? Like when you have a show that's like around one character, I don't know, like, is he like growing all the time or kind of stagnant throughout? No, he, he definitely, especially in the first, you know, it's funny because in the first three seasons, he you know, when he starts out, he's just a, you know, a, a swole boy. I don't know if y'all know that term, but, you know, just a, a, a bro, bro. We can pick it up from context. And, you know, and he just rushes headlong into everything and he doesn't really, you know, learn a whole lot. But as, you know, season one, two and three, he starts to learn and he starts to grow and accept leadership and, and things like that. And then, you know, at the beginning of this season, he he kind of reverts back to that in the at, at the very beginning and it really comes back to bite him in the ass um and so he kind of loses his way for a little bit in the mi- middle of the season because he kind of he realizes his mistakes so he and it really affects him so it's it's it was kind of you know and his his friends have to kind of bring him back from kind of just drifting off cuz they're you know one of one of them perishes. Uh-huh. Uh, we won't say who, and it really, really affects him. So, <laughs> so you did. You mentioned that there are talks of like season five coming, right? Perhaps. Yes. Should yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. if if um, if I remember right, after season three was released, it was about a week or maybe about ten days after season yeah. three was released that they. Um, you know, Draymond did a little a little video with a couple of the other cast members, and they just mm-hmm. announced that there'd be a season four. So, uh-huh. you know, we're we're kind of looking, we're right about that point, you know, right now. So, um, I mean, it. assuming they kept, assuming they keep the same schedule, they could push it out, or sure, you know, obviously with everything else going on, that yeah, yeah. so and, but I, I'm looking so, for it. <laughs> yeah, so then. Where would where does the show kind of leave you off? Where does it stand as far as like okay, here's what could happen potentially in season five, and of course without giving away too much. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, they it's it's kind of funny. Like you know, when I was watching the final episode, and you know, you kind of I have this thing when I'm watching a final episode, and you start looking at how many minutes are left. You know, like yeah, in the season. <laughs> yeah, I've done You're that. Kind of like <laughs> yeah. okay, we got ten like, minutes ooh, are left. Are they really gonna wrap it up? Yeah, like how are they gonna? They've got this, 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 and this. 
And so as I was as I was watching, I was like, man, they've they've got a lot to wrap up, and and mm-hmm. they actually didn't. They left a lot of things in kind of some some cliffhangers. Um, they had one one major character that was um, on their deathbed, and they don't let us know which way that's wow. leaning. Um, and you know they have another major character and um, a, a couple of them actually that head off in a whole new direction, like a different part of the country. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't really necessarily wrap up a, a whole lot of it. They left a lot of it open ended. Um, so. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess that's fun because you get to wonder because they have been a little more concrete in seasons past. So right. hopefully we get a season five announcement pretty soon. I mean, it feels like I said it before, but this show feels like a show that could like be like a banner show for Netflix. If it, if, if it like found the exact right audience where that like a stranger mm-hmm. things has, and it hasn't like quite gotten there, but I mean, it feels like it's always been successful. I'd be shocked if they didn't renew it. Maybe the only yeah. holdback right now is like because of all the COVID stuff. Like, yeah, we're not gonna say it because he couldn't start shooting anyway. So, right, yeah, I think that is. If anything, that would be my guess as well. That if they're waiting on announcement, they're just. I mean, not. There's not a whole lot that's being announced right now. Like nobody's announcing, "Hey, we're making this." You know, stuff that was already in production, sure, but like new seasons of shows are not really being announced right now. So. Or- I mean, because nobody knows when it's going to end, and you know when we can all ease back. And, and they stuff did like renew that. Westworld somehow. They did. They did <laughs> yeah. renew that was Westworld. Our <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they they some people are, some people aren't. Uh, but I, I think that if anything, that's probably what the would be the holdup. If if it was my guess. Yeah. But I would bet good money that we'll see more of it. And I, I would do. too. I would too. I think that they. I think they have a, a fairly passionate audience right now. I think it's number one uh, among uh, fans on IMDb. Um, it's stayed inside the Netflix top 10 since it debuted, yeah. um, which, you know, a lot of shows will peak and then, you know, they drop right back out, yeah. especially because Netflix is continually, you know, releasing stuff almost every other day. So it's kind of hard. That to stay in that. It's hard to stay in that top 10 there. So, um, you know, I think it, is done really well. Um, so I would, yeah, if, if, it, if I were putting money down, I would guess that it gets renewed. As Henrika says, they need to publicize it more. Cause I mean, like when stranger things come out, like I remember they had like advertising deals, like up the wazoo, like stranger things, Burger yeah. King, stranger things, theater, stranger things, popcorn. Like I, I can't remember seeing like much of that for any other Netflix show. Yeah. And I mean, it, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, Netflix is a little strange about that. I mean, they do, it, it seems like there's a few shows that they really rally behind. And then there's a lot of them that, even though they might be really popular, just don't, that kind of get lost in the mix as far as that goes. So I'm not sure, you know, what's up with that. I, I know we're doing our best to, to publicize yes. it. Uh, and I've, we've got more, I've got, a slew of uh, interviews scheduled with the cast um, for later this week and even into next week. So, I mean, we're not stopping anytime soon as far as that goes. So together we will move mountains. Yes. Netflix. Corey, is there anything else you want to say about the last kingdom or life in general before we uh, move on out? No, I mean, definitely 
go check it out. Especially, you know, we're all locked in the house. If you're looking for it's a true. new show, it, it, you know, the first two seasons are eight episodes. Uh, the last two have been 10. Um, so, you know, you're only looking at, I don't know, what's that? 36 episodes, um, to, to get all the way caught up. And like I said, they, they move at a pretty good clip. So, you know, it's a fun, enjoyable show. There's obviously a little bit of, you know, learning sure. curve initially, but all shows have that. Um, so definitely would recommend it. Cool. I love it, Corey. Thank you so much for dropping by. Come by anytime. Yeah. You are very knowledgeable in the ways of these things. And I'll talk to you some more. All right. Take it easy, Thanks. guys. <laughs> Bye, Corey. All right. We're getting some good comments. We got, uh, Bonnie says that kids watch Stranger Things, which just makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Like, you the wouldn't. Kids want Stranger Things, yeah. <laughs> like, like you, you wouldn't have a Coca-Cola partnership with The Last Kingdom yeah. because, like, who's going to. Then again, like Game of Thrones had, remember that? Remember Game of Thrones had like, um, like Bud, yeah, Bud Light. I guess that's something that kids would not want to. <laughs> yeah, there are opportunities. All I'm saying, there yeah, are opportunities. Opportunities to sell brand merch. There's a whole like every time I go to Target and they've got that little like pop section. They've got all this like Stranger Things toys and you know yeah. mugs and cups and shirts. So it sells. <laughs> that is their money maker, and um. Another moneymaker, uh, Disney, that, that didn't quite work. Disney had announced a whole bunch of new Star Wars stuff. Let's go with that. The other day was Star Wars Day, Star Wars Celebration, May the 4th. Get it? May the 4th yeah, be with May you. May the 4th, yes. <laughs> okay. I have some thoughts on it, but okay. So I, I just thought we'd quickly run through kind of some of the big announcements that came out. Because as always, as we've always said, there's always Star Wars stuff coming out. Disney is just, even in the midst of COVID, they're still announcing yeah. new stuff. For example, they announced, Disney, that Taika Watiti, the director of Thor Ragnarok, the Oscar-nominated writer of Jojo Rabbit, um, maker of Thor Love and Thunder, is going to direct a new Star Wars movie. Your favorite, Mia. Oh, yes. Yeah, wow. What a what a winning combo for me. I really was not expecting that. I don't even know if there like were rumors of him directing a marvel not a marvel a uh, star wars movie but i've kind of always kind of pictured it recently as like marvel and star wars love john favreau and now they love taika waititi so <laughs> i was like i feel like it's only natural Until, um, because he yes, oh no <laughs> no i want you to finish that sentence i was gonna say it until they step out of line and then they're gone because oh, i yeah, was, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, at this point, like the director churn on Star Wars is kind of famous. Like we just yeah. er, like just earlier today, we we're talking about Josh Trank, who was going to direct a, a Boba Fett movie. He was canned mm -hmm. or quit before he could be canned. Like um, Colin Trevorrow for the third Star Wars movie, David Benioff and Dan Weiss. Um, there was the guy who something involving reshoots. I'm betting Ryan Johnson. So they have like an issue with um, kind of bringing on folk and then letting them go. Somehow I don't think yeah. YTT, I somehow I doubt that YTT is going to suffer that, but um, I'm just saying, be careful, Taika Waititi. I know, I know. Well, he did, I feel like he kind of passed, hopefully, the test, because he directed the finale of The Mandalorian, the final episode, um, and, you know, he was IG-11, he acted as that, you know, the skinny droid thing, so he I did. think that he, he at least passed the test. I would really hate for them to pull him out of the running because I think that he could bring 
you know, whatever his own unique flair is to Star Wars, I feel like they could use a little bit of that, you know, like Star Wars is fun and, and read on its own, but whatever Taika Waititi is dreaming of, I want to see that. <laughs> sure, I get that. He's yeah. a singular, I have some ice in my mouth. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, I, I stopped talking right at the worst moment possible. But yeah, I'm like, whatever, it, it, I, which I think that he will do a good job, obviously, of like yeah. not taking things too far as well. Um, as we've seen with the Mandalorian, like you can make it funny, you can make it quirky. But you still want it to have like that Star Wars identity. And I think he knows that, like for Thor, right? You still want Thor to be Thor. You just want to make it interesting. And I think after the way that the uh, sequels, you know, episode seven, eight, nine went, I think people are like, you know, kind of itching for something <laughs> new and fresh that everyone can kind of agree on, like the Mandalorian. I mean, again, you know what I'm itching for is a break, but that's not an option. <laughs> you got your break. I did it was approximately not. 48 hours. <laughs> They said we're going on hiatus, like what? November, December? Yeah. It has been four months. That is not a break major franchise. I mean, I guess. But, sure. But yeah. They're gonna Disney. I get it. It's gonna be fine. They also yeah. aired um the finale of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. They also aired mm -hmm. the season premiere of Disney Gallery The Mandalorian, which is yeah. a show I am looking forward to. And yeah. they confirmed that. Robert Rodriguez of, uh, you know, Sin City, Alita Battle Angel, and Spy Kids fame. Spy Kids. Going to, hey, don't knock Spy Kids. That was quality stuff. I know. No, it was great. <laughs> should be, that should be, be really more. fun. Actually, I never saw it. But um, I do like Rodriguez, though. Okay, fine. And Mariachi's <laughs> great. I love that movie. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I apologize if I just kind of feel tired of Star Wars. No, um, no, I, I, I totally get it. It, it, it kind of seems like they, and I don't even know if it's like pulling the rug from underneath you, but it's like, they're, they're like, you know what, this is it. We're going to take, you know, some time to, you know, no more Star Wars. You know, you won't, you'll never hear or see from us ever again. And they're like, but actually, <laughs> so I don't know if they did that to like, you know, you know, like when you're feeling down and you're like, man, I really wish I get some Star Wars news. And they're like, guess what? We're back. Or it, I, I, yeah, I don't know what type of games they're playing, but I'm just going to assume for now on that Star Wars is like a never ending cycle and it, it's oh, never yeah. going to go away. By the way, <laughs> on that note, I have a, a, a small rant to go on. Yeah. The whole idea of Star Wars Day, like Star Wars Celebration, I've seen editorials saying like, Star Wars Day means something now. It's not just, a, it, it, it's a real holiday and important to people. Like, it's a corporate holiday designed to get you to buy things. You should treat it like that. You can have fun with it. But it's so strange to me how people can look at something that is obviously designed to get them to buy money in, I mean, I'm sure people behind it are, have good intentions, but yeah. at, at the end of the day, it, it is a corporate driven thing and embrace it as like something sacred. I just want to say that happy fourth. Have a good time. Yeah, well, yeah. It, to me, it's it's one of those super super fake holidays. It's fun to be like, hey, let's remember <laughs> Star Wars things. But I mean, I, yeah, that's it. At the end of the day, I'm not gonna, you know, go to the grocery store and and you know buy a cake and a pinata for it. Uh, I, I don't know why. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, yesterday was uh, Cinco de Mayo, so that probably would have been that's the one true. time you could actually do that. There was a parade out. <laughs> this is getting what? off topic. Yeah, there. Well sort of a parade i heard like beeping outside and i was like what's going on and i see these pickup trucks and they're like honking their horns everybody's like you know 
yelling and having a good time. They've got like Mexican flags on the back of the truck. I was like, that's nice. I could use a little bit of a, a pick me up this evening. <laughs> so they had a, a, an impromptu little single de Mayo parade. Should there be <laughs> parades right now? Doesn't that feel a little, um, well, no, oh, they were all in their cars. So it was like, nobody okay, okay, was like, okay, okay. you know, marching gotcha, gotcha, in the street gotcha. or anything. They were good. All right. <laughs> solid. As long as the case. I felt like they put on a full like festival and like, Ooh, that seems like the opposite way to do it. No, no, no. Okay. So moving yeah. on. So we got Star Wars. We got The Last Kingdom. Um, <laughs> Disney. Oh, I wish that Wicklap was brought to you by Disney. I will gladly shill them if they sponsor us. So we'll see if that happens. Um, in other news, we are still watching television because there's lots of it on. Mia, let's talk about the season finale of <clears throat> Westworld. Crisis theme, <laughs> yeah. the season three finale. Um, why don't you start? What do you think of this one? So oh, I gotta put it. I it's a big fat I don't know. Um yeah, and this was right. the first time throughout the whole season I had watched an episode where I didn't have a screener available, so I didn't get to preview it. Yeah, um, and cool. I was also like live tweeting. So there was a lot of things I caught and a lot of things that I might have missed out on. That being said, I was not spectacularly impressed with how this ended. And I was really heartbroken by that. Um, I think it just, it just kind of, well, not super heartbroken, but <laughs> I think the whole like super villain thing that we had talked about last week, like, you know, Ciroc mm-hmm. wants world domination and then Ciroc makes it seem like Dolores wants world domination. And I think the, the ideas just got so huge and lofty that it just kind of like blew up. And it was like, what is even the point? <laughs> You know, that that's kind of where I was at. I have to say, like, I I kind of enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah. Like, there were some moments that hit me. It was like an honest to God, like, oh, that's kind of nice. Like, um, the, the episode kind of wrapped up what had been happening all season. So Dolores, this entire time, has been trying to do something um, yeah. to topple society, to give folk freedom. And I still do think it, it's always, like, been too general about that. Like, my problem with the show or like one of them is that it, 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 it talks about these like ideas, like you're free now you have free will, but it never like gives shape to these ideas. It's talking about yeah. big, but I honestly was kind of emotionally affected by um, oh. when Dolores was having her memories erased and we got like her in the simulation of Westworld. And she was like the old Dolores, like hopeful yeah. and happy and saying that, you know, she, People can be beautiful, and they see the beauty in things. They didn't get it by themselves. Like I was like, "Oh, Dolores." Um, I also really like the bit after it succeeds, after they shut down the supercomputer. Which mm. that's that's something like all season like didn't really quite work for me. Like, yeah, nice idea, but no. But I like the idea that uh that Maeve says the little "You can be whatever you want here." Her alliance from the first episode of Westworld. I thought that was cute. So honestly. I enjoyed it more than most episodes this season because most of them I didn't really yeah. feel anything. <laughs> but um, these did hit me at a couple of points. Yeah. I think I wish that there was a more sort of maybe cohesive or solid plan that Dolores had. Because I feel like at multiple parts in the story, we were like, okay, she wants to do this for the host or she wants a new planet or not new planet. Maybe they could have a new planet, you know, a new home <laughs> right. basically. Go on Mormon. And then in this episode, it's like, no, she actually wanted, um, what was it, to destroy all of humanity. And then she was like, no, actually, yeah. I want to 
It was like Ciroc was like showing um, Caleb Rehoboam, however you say that. And it was like... Uh, Again, the last people say it. Horrible name. Yeah. Bad name. Hard to say. Yeah. Rehoboam. But he was was showing him the supercomputer and the projected outcome of Dolores' plan. And it was like humanity ends or something. But then it was like, no, actually, I don't want humanity to end. I think humans are nice. I did like that, though. I was like, okay, well, that's a good twist. You know, like she wasn't completely... Yeah, bent on like killing I all humans. Got a little more of that because, like, I yeah. felt sex from her for a while. Like, I really haven't like tapped into, and she was so important to this season. Like, I I feel yeah. like I needed to have a little more sympathy with her, and I never really did. Yeah, so I, it's hard for me to. Play. I do want to rewatch it again because I still I feel like I haven't like had this. Okay, there was something about uh, which I feel I, I guess I just completely missed where Caleb was like in the military and Dolores was there. Um, like they were rounding up, they're being rounded up. Do you know what was going on there? The military and Dolores was there. Oh yeah. Um, that <laughs> was, uh, Caleb, when he was in the military, they were mm-hmm. using the hosts as like practice for like, oh. you know, they're like, they're like civilians go and save them from the other hosts who are attacking them. So like a, 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 a military drill of some kind. Okay. And then Caleb was kind of sense. like. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I guess Caleb had like a heart of gold because they were like, hey, now let's, you know, use these robots. And he's like, no, uh, let's not. Uh. <laughs> and Dolores is like, wow, what a sweetheart. So, um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I will have to go back and watch. Um, I think they left things up in the air with like Ciroc, whether he's still alive or I not. So. I hope he is. He, he doesn't seem like a. I didn't like the way William went out. I'll say that. Yeah. Like, I won't spoil it, but the end. My end question is like, if you're going to take him out like that, why bother bringing him back at all? Like, I felt like he had like an arc, and it just and now it's over. And you it know, never really amounted to anything. Yeah, because he was like, "Well, I'm going to stop Dolores," and he's been saying that for like eight episodes. And then when he Which finally okay. like, yeah, he's like, "All right, I'm finally going to do something," and they're like, "No, you're not." <laughs> That's basically how it went. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Henrika says that the redemption of Dolores seemed to just serve viewers who wanted to like her and not well grounded the story they gave us, which I think is probably true. But I mean, look, I wanted something to hold on to, and I, I, yeah. I I'm so like detached from this show, so I, I like yeah. it no matter what. So I guess give me the fan service in this case. Overall, though, um, I don't like Westworld very much. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's going to be a tough watch for me next season because I, I keep saying it just feels like they veered so far off the path. Like I watched the very first two episodes again with my dad this weekend, um, and it was just like, wow! I remember when they were riding horses yeah. and you know they were in the little town square and doing all that stuff. So it it really has like season three has developed its own personality. It I did. feel like that they might do one of those things where it's like season four, we're going back to the park and it's like, Ooh, what do they have to get back at the park? Like I, I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, that's well, this too. Jeffrey Wright as Bernard, just like wasted. Like yeah, that why would you so, hire someone yeah. that talented? Cause he is so good. He's been in so many good yeah. things. And like, all he did was like deliver some stupid exposition and mm-hmm. put on a headset. I did yeah. like the scene with the, um, with Arnold's wife. I, I thought that was pretty good. That was touching, um, yeah. But mostly, like, I, I hope he got paid well, because he didn't do, like, anything. Yeah. They really, yeah, they need to bring him back into the mix. I feel like 
at the the finale of season three, like they kind of set it up where it was like Dolores was like, I'm going to let you free and I know you're going to stop me. But it was kind of, I thought it was going to be like a cat and mouse sort of game. It seems like yeah. uh, Bernard never got the chance to even like see Dolores. <laughs> so it was like she was totally out of his league this season. I don't think he didn't even once. I mean, it's like some yeah. Phones. yeah um, didn't love it, but you know, there's other shows out there. Yeah. Uh, before we go on, a couple of comments. And Jen says, I'm glad I passed on that show. Yeah, I mean, look, some folk do love it a lot. Uh, I didn't really like it, but of course, if you're, inter- if you're interested, go give it a shot. You've also been saying that you like my faces, Jen. Um, I, I, I just make the faces that I have. Um, let, 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 let's <laughs> see what else face. happens. Um, finally, we want to talk about a show that I know that you're a big fan of. Um, it's a little, it's a little off the beaten track. And I'm not sure if anybody out there watches it, but the popular animated adult swim show, Rick and Morty. Oh yeah. In its fourth season is a sci-fi half hour comedy that I have really enjoyed sometimes. Like I've yeah. laughed a lot off of this show. Yeah. Um, this recent episode though. Oh dear. Never Rick and Morty was very, very metatextual. Ooh, yeah. Almost to the point where I was like, um, it was hard to get your head around. <laughs> yeah. I like watching it, though. It was a great, I like that this was like a like three or four months hiatus um, after the first five episodes. This was episode six. And, you know, people have, I've, I've seen Rick and Morty be made fun of where there, there was this one person on the internet and he was like, to be honest, you have to have a very high IQ to understand Rick and Morty's type of humor. And everybody made fun of him for that. But this episode might be one of those where it's like, it does require not a ton of brain work. It's like, it's a cartoon, but it kind of takes like one of those, like, oh, that's what they mean. Um, and it's really hard to explain what it was about. It's like, they're on this train and the train was like a metaphor for like plot structure. Um, so they're like having all these experiences where it's like they're going out of the canon or uh, they're, I, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin there. Mm-hmm. They have like a scene yeah, where they recreate the Bechtel's test. Um, so yeah, it was a fun episode, but moreover, it was one of those where it was like nothing is like happening that contributes to the overall um, plot or overarching season story. But I it think was they're more saying like that there those, really is none of those. Like, yeah, they like because they, they like had a little offshoot where you kind of saw some things people are wanting to see come to fruition. Uh-huh. And they're saying like, did that happen? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're saying <laughs> that uh, we we don't really care about overarching plots, and yeah, it's like making fun of the fans who do. Again, exactly. it was like an episode that like um made a lot of stuff outside of the show that you had to like know it to get the jokes. Like the whole story yeah. is like something that Dan Hardman, the creator does with a lot of his shows. So again, it, it, it was very inside baseball. It was very in jokey. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why Rick and Morty has a passionate fan base, because you have to do your, it makes the show more interesting to watch. If you do some homework and then you talk about it with people and it becomes right. like your own little private language with it. Yeah. But you can also get like up your own butt with that and be like, to enjoy it, you have to like be super, super smart. Yeah. Like, no, you just have to like spend a lot of time on Reddit. It's, it's a, those are different things. <laughs> yeah. It made me wonder though, like, were they, because I know it was like back in 2018 and they were renewed for like 70 episodes. 
And so kind of like at the climax of this episode, it was like they were being pushed into a storyline where it was like they this was like this was like the most uh it, what am I getting? It was like broad appeal. So it was like, this story is going to have all the broad appeal. It's going <laughs> to, you know, have all the marketability. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, like the number one best known. It's got all these like tropes that you see in every single like Star Wars, Marvel, blah, blah, blah. So I wonder if it was like them being kind of like pushed to the edge by, you know, whoever the, the stakeholders are in their company. And they're like, we want you to have this or we want it to be like Star Wars. And they're like, no, I want it to be Rick and Morty. Uh, so I, it, it might not be that deep <laughs> while I'm over here talking about it. Like it's deep. Uh, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. It's like, can you, you know, live up to people's expectations or can you just kind of like do your own thing and chill and just let it be what it is? And I thought it was pretty funny too. Like I laughed when, uh, that too. he broke their ability by like bringing in Jesus Christ and yeah. like a very earnest prayer. If we're yeah. like, no, that's not sarcastic or cynical enough. We don't want that. And it broke it. It's, it's, it's a fun show. Um, and it's an ambitious show that has a lot in its mind, which I, I, I will always appreciate. It does yeah. have like this bad reputation in the fan base though. So just hope that doesn't crop up anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I've got I've got good friends who like this, and then you see like some of the other stuff too. on Reddit who yeah, it's it's another Star Wars debacle, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, so, we talked about um on the Wit Club this past month about uh the way fandoms can sometimes sort of uh morph into things that are uh, you don't really want them to be and yeah. i think there are many variations of that across uh the tv movie spectrum maybe oh, we'll yeah. talk about them sometime but for now mia oh by the way the wit club if you want to get into the wit club get uh, extra articles extra videos a monthly prize i'm glad you got your glass julie they are kind of being Yay. slow with it because covid and australia but um you can buy a wit club t-shirt or a wick t-shirt um, we'll put a link somewhere around there on Twitter. Um, and if you want us to answer a question you have and you want to do it ahead of time, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes with a question that we will answer and consider with our brains on Take the Black Live, which airs every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, right around the Winners Coming Facebook page. Mia, do you have any thoughts before we sign off? No, no, no. Just hope everybody has a good week. I hear you talking about Pickle Rick on the comments. It's funny, funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah? You'll pick Rick. <laughs> but uh, that's all I had for the day. Cool. Thanks for watching, everybody. I'll be back next week, Wednesday at 4 p.m., right here on the Facebook page. Until then, see ya. Bye.